against. The second line. Three things they agreed. Three they did not agree. He dragged the, the body of his father on the on these ropes through the streets because he got Klai's altar. But the Zara they agreed with him. He ended up crushing up this copper snake that we just spoke about previously because people started worshiping the snake instead of Hashem. They thought the healing was coming from the snake when ultimately the goal was to look at the snake really and think about Hashem and noticing that Hashem was healing. But people started warping that. So he had that crushed. He also hid the Sefer This was a, a book that had, that had medication uh, how to heal any illness. And the purpose of illness, um, Rashi explains, is to get people to take stock of their lives. And people were just relying on this refuah and they weren't using the Hashem's illnesses for the right reasons. And therefore, he got rid of the book of refuahs. So you think he'd have the answer to everything, right? The answer to all problems, all illnesses. He got rid of it and the Chum agreed with him for doing that. There were three things they did not agree with him. He took some of the doors of the base of Mikdash, sent them to the kings of Ashur, and they didn't agree with him. He did this because he thought that Ashur was going to, um, was going to uh, attack B'nai Yisrael, and he did this to, as, a, as a sign of diplomacy. And the Chachamim did not agree with him. He stopped up the waters of Gichain, also, and they did, not, uh, they did not agree with him. The purpose why he did this was he was concerned that when people would lay siege, the enemies would have some water. They didn't agree with him. And one time, usually the halacha is, not usually, always, the halacha is if you want to make an Adar Shani, you need to establish it in Adar Aleph. You can establish an Adar base. Once you hit Nisan, you can't go back and say, oh yeah, by the way, this month, now turns into other base. All right? So one time, it was the month of Nisan, and that's when he, uh, and that's when he wanted to establish an Adar Sheni, and the Chamim did not, uh, did not agree with him. They told him what he did was wrong. Period. End of that. Now we said in the Mishnah, I'll keep him to call him Kalayim, that the people of Yerichai would graft trees the entire day of Erev Pesach, even after Chatzais. And we said after Chatzais is a very clear cut halacha. They now let it work, right? So, Simon says, Hey, Chiyavdi, what would they do? Amr of Yehuda, Maisa Asadara, they would bring a Asa, they would bring a Hadas branch, a myrtle branch, Veshechra de Dafna, and they would bring Shechar. Shechar is like some sort of beer from Dafna. Dafna is a, some sort of berry. Vikimcha Desari Dorami Vimanad Vaychofi Alei Arbatan Yaimim. And he would also take flour that was made out of barley that had been stored away for 40 days. And he would cook this up. They would cook up the beer of the made from berries and the, this put-aside barley flour with the hadas branch. They would cook it. And they would, they would give this as like a vaccination to a palm tree. The cold decoy by Arba Amasti day, and anything that was within six to eight feet of this tree, Eloi Abdi Lehachi, if they didn't do the same thing, Savi the altar, it would it would uh, get ruined right away. Okay? Fine. Now apparently the reason for this is because the reason why the other tree would get ruined is because this this uh 
potion that they would put into the tree caused the tree to keep sucking up more and more nutrients. So it would harm the trees around it unless they got to the other trees. So this is what they would do on Arab Pesach after Chatzais. They would make sure the other nearby trees also had this, uh, you know, this potion uh, stuck inside. They would put a male branch into a female branch. This is talking about, um, uh, uh, this is just a, we'll call it a mushal, a parable where you take a branch from one tree and you insert it into another tree, hence it's called male and female. The karchen Another thing that they did that Acham did not protest about was they would wrap the Shema. What does that mean? Hechi Avdi, what does this mean? They would wrap the Shema. Amr of Yehudo, Amr Shema Yisrael, Hashem Alekinu, Hashem Echad, V'yohoyu Mavsikin. They would say, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Alekinu, Hashem Echad, V'avta Eis Hashem Alekinu. They wouldn't stop the Pesach of Shema Yisrael, Hashem Alekinu, Hashem That's the end of the Pesach. They would go straight in. Okay. So, over there, the Chachamim, uh, the Chachamim had a problem with it. The Chachamim had a problem with it. You're not supposed to do that. Why? Because each one's got a different message. Each one's got a different message. You have Shema Yisrael, Hashem Lekeinu, Hashem Echad. That's being Mekabel, Ol Malchus, Shomayim. And afterwards, you're Mekabel, Ol Mitzvahs. If you're putting Ol Malchus, Shomayim together with Kabbalah, so Mitzvahs. So, we have to realize that there's a process that's supposed to be in place. They're playing around with that process. Rava Marava says, uh, that they actually, to wrap up the Shema, does not mean they didn't stop between Shema and Vahavta. Rather, they, did, they were mafsik, they did pause. They would say, they would put it, today on your hearts. That seems to imply, oh, today you should put the words of the Torah on your heart. Not tomorrow. Okay? So again, they put the Kama, like we explained last time at the end of the first time we read the Mishnah yesterday, they put the Kama in the wrong place. They, and therefore, people, people uh, cha- would change. It, it comes across like it's a different meaning, that you're supposed to accept the words of Torah today on your heart and not in the future. How would they be Karech the Shema? They would say, They wouldn't stop. There's a pinner of Meir. Rabbi Yudah says, Mafsikin Hayu, they were Mafsik. The problem is, they would say, So they stopped in between, but they didn't stick in the Pasuk that we're supposed to put in quietly of Baruch Shem. Says the Gemara, Taka, why, why do we say that? Shema Yisrael is a Pasuk in the Torah. Why do we whisper in between Shema and Vahavta? Where does that come from? Why, why do we say that? After the Gemara, the Gemara says, Yaakov Avinu calls together all of his children before, he's about to, before he passes away. And he says, I'm going to teach you, I'm going to tell you everything that's going on for the future. Because Yaakov Avinu calls together all of his Yaakov didn't want to tell, to, to tell his children um, when the final time for Golos to end is going to come about. 
Shechina, but the Shechina left him. Omar, see, Yaakov Avinu said, Chas v'sholom yesh b'mitasi p'sol, maybe the reason why Kaddish Baruch did not allow me to, the Shechina left, is because I have p'sol in my bed. Maybe that's why. Maybe amongst my children there's something wrong. Kishe Avram yatsamenu yishmo. By Avram Avinu, there's yishmo. Va'avi Yitzchak yatsamenu Esav. My father Yitzchak had Esav come out of it. So maybe I also have a kid uh, amongst my offspring that's of soul, and that's why the Shechina left. Amru Leibanov, his children said, Shema Yisrael Hashem Lekeinu Hashem Echad. No, they said, we're all tzazamen. We're all together in this. Kishem she'ein belibcha alecha, just like you, Tate, only have one one father in heaven, and your heart, Ba'isa Shah Pas, Kishem she'ein belibcha alecha, kach ein belibbeinu alecha. Yaakovino opened up his mouth and he said, Oh, Kvaldik Baruch Shem, Kivoyed Machusai, La'ilam Va'ed. Blessed be Hashem's name. He was relieved, he was calmed down to know that his children, Taka, were all following the Derech of Hashem. And there was obviously a different reason why the Shechina had to leave. Amri Rabbanon Hechinevar. The Rabbanon said, um, Now, what should we do? That was Yaakov Avinu. After saying Shema, he said, Bozhev. So the Rabbah said, well, what do we do? Nowadays, what do we do? Namru, shall we say Baruch Shem? Layamru Maish Rabbeinu. This, Maish Rabbeinu himself did not make this a Pasuk in the Torah. Layamru. But if we don't, if we don't say it, Amaru Yaakov. But Yaakov said it. So Maish Rabbeinu left it out. Yaakov Avinu put it in. So what do we do? So, Hiskinu She'er Maishai Bechashai. They, they established that we need to say it uh, in a whisper. We need to say it quietly. This is kind of like the compromise between Maisha leaving it out of the Torah and Yaakov Avinu mentioning it. Omar Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi Yitzchak says, Ami Debe Ravami, they said in the yeshiva of Rabbi Ami. Nachmal, Omar Rabbi Yitzchak says, Ami Debe Ravami, they said in the yeshiva of Rabbi you have a princess who smells the uh, beautiful spices. If she says, oh, I have such a desire for these spices, so uh, that looks bad. What are you, pathetic? You can't handle yourself. But at the same time, she really wants it. So they, they start bringing it secretly. That's the uh, that's the marshal over here. Meaning, Yaakov Avinu said, We're the princess. We're Yaakov Avinu's children. We also have a taiva to say, Oh, blessed be Hashem's name forever and ever. But, Maishra Avinu didn't put in the Torah. So you got to sneak in. You got to, you know, we say it quietly. We say it quietly out of out of covet for Maish Rabin. Amar Rabbi Avo, Rabbi Avo says, "Let's keep show you." I bring Bekorom. The Chachamim said, "Eventually, you should even say Baruch Shem out loud." Why? Because of Taraimis Haminin, because of the Apikarsim. Apikarsim were saying. That you know that we were whispering like, not, you know what I mean. People say, "Oh, yeah, cross your fingers." Yeah, it's not true. Whatever the Americans do, you say something, it didn't really mean it. 
So the Apikars were saying, oh, you know what the Jews saying? You know, I don't really mean it. So eventually, when they got to an issue like that, they said, say it out loud, say it proud. That were Baruch Shein Kvayn Bachusai, Leilam Voed, Uvenardo, Delekamina, but in Ardo, where there are no Minim, Ad, Hashta, Amile, Bachshoi, and that's what we have until today. We say it quietly, everybody knows exactly what we're saying, why we're saying it, and therefore, hence, we have this Minhag. Ton Rabban of the rabbis learned, that's why the rabbis, Vaiter, let's go to that. Shisha, Devarim, also on Shirichah, there were six things that the people of Yerichah did, Shalashim, Pertzenchom. Three were with the Ratzachacham. Now, again, notice the Lashim. Notice the, the, the language that we're using. In the Mishnah, we spoke about the people of Yerichah. We said there were three things that Chom did not protest, and things they did protest. Now we're saying there were six things, three the Chachamim wanted them to do. But three of them, the Chom, did not have their ruts in it. The following three things was with the Haskama, the Ratzin. They would be Markivim to call the entire day. I don't understand. Before we said they didn't protest. Here we said it's with the Ratzin. So we'll have to see. Same thing, Upartzin. Now we're going to have a new one. Upartzin, Paratzin, speaking the same for every day, will be fired to say him. And they would also make holes in the fence of their gardens and orchards. Why? During the famine, they would allow the poor people to come and grab fruit that uh, that fell down. Okay? And we're going to get into this soon as well. And they would actually hand fruit to the poor people. And they would allow um, the gamziyais, the shoots and the soft branches of carob and sycamore trees, uh, they would allow, re- that, that were hectish, they allowed regular yidin to use them. Okay? Anything that was uh, cut off and not needed mamish directly for the base hamikdash. This has been a Rebbe Meir. That this is what happened. Omar le Rabbi says one If they did it with the Ratzin of the Chachamim, you call out the Meisen came. Why aren't we doing the same thing? If this is what the Chachamim want, don't we want to do what the Chachamim want us to do? So in the Mishnah, when we said the Chachamim didn't protest, all right, so they did it. We don't do it. It's not necessarily a good thing. But according to you, Rameir, that the Chachamim was with their Ratzin, why is it only the people of Yerichai? We should do the same thing. Ella, rather, Eluv Elu Shlaizekhamai. Really, both deny Abrahatsdacham. Ashlaisha Michibiyadam, Ashlaisha Lai Michumiyad. Like the Lashin of our mission. It's not what they wanted or didn't want, it's whether they protested or didn't protest. Elu Shlai Michubiyadam, these are things that the Chamim did not protest. Makim the Golem Kalayim. The, you know, the. Vaccines, you know, this potion that they would put into the trees the entire day so they don't get ruined. And the wrapping of Shema, again, the different Shatim about Baruch Shein Kvad Machusai, whether they would say that, whether they would go right into Vahavta. The Kaisim Vigaisha Fnei and to stack the grain before the Kavanaimah was brought, 
and the following thing, the following things the Chum did protest, Atirin Gamziyah Shal Hektesh Shacharav Shal Shikma, that the fact that the people of Yericho did allow these branches to be used for personal use, despite the fact that it belonged to Hektesh, Uparts and Protest begin the same for days, and they made holes in these fences. We're gonna again, we're gonna explain shortly why they did this. So that the poor people could eat the fruit that fell down on Shabbos and Yom Tif, and also nice and pale the Yorok, they gave peya from vegetables. Umichi rather chacham, nacham protested against that. Why? Because people thought it was really vegetables are not chayav and peya. And if it's not chayav and peya, the poor people need to take miser. Since they gave it as peya, poor people stopped taking miser, and it caused poor people to eat tevel. Okay. Does Rabbi Yehuda hold that cutting, is it really true Rabbi Yehuda holds that cutting down um, the branches, uh, cutting down stalks before the Karbanaimah was brought is against halacha, against the wish of the Chom Vatanam, we learned in the Mishnah. The people of Yerichai would cut it down with the Ras and the Chom, but they would stack it, not. No, the Chom allowed the cutting, it didn't want the, the stacking, Okay. Now, the difference in cutting and the stacking is whether it's the level of financial loss, as we're going to see, okay? That if they wouldn't have cut it down, why would they cut it down? Because if they wouldn't cut it down, so then it might be overripe and get rid But once it's cut, you don't need to stack it up. I mean, it's not like going to, it's not getting too much nutrition. It's just not uh, so convenient for you right now. So the Chum didn't allow the stacking of it, but they did allow the cutting of it. So you see very clearly that uh, from, the, from this Mishnah, that the people of Yerichai were allowed to cut it down, but they just weren't allowed, uh, they just weren't allowed to stack. Now, who's this Mishnah? Top of Amad Bey, Zogt Gemar. Man Shamis Leida Amar, Michu Michu. Who was the one who was talking about not whether Chum wanted us to do it, but whether they protested or not? That was Rabbi Yehuda. This is all his expression. Right? He's the one who said, oh, it's all about protest. It's not about whether you like it or not. The Katani Kites in Bertencham, and it says they cut it with the Rats of the Chacham. So you see very clearly, Rabbi Huda must be the town of our Mishnah, and uh, and the Chachamim allow cutting down prior to the Aimer. But that's a contradiction to our Mishnah. The answer to the Gemara, Lutamechani Arbahave, either way, it doesn't make any sense because there's a list of four instead of three. Okay, it says there were three things they didn't protest about. And remember, we had the added one. That added case of the beer, the the beer from the berries um, being boiled together with everything else, and we said that that v'loy michu chacham nacham did not protest about that. Se'ala sami mikan ketira remove ketira, and we're left with three. And Takra Yehuda is of the opinion that chacham did not protest the cutting of the oymer because it's actually allowed. I'm sorry, the Chum did not allow the cutting of the grain prior to the Aymer being brought because the Chum actually allowed the cutting, although they did not allow the stacking. Period. End of that discussion of that piece of Mishnah. Now we have another short Gemara discussing the next halacha of the Brisa, which was Umatirin Gamziyay Shal Hektish Shikma. They allowed hectish branches of carob and sycamore trees to be used personally. Why? It belongs to hectish, right? You're not allowed to use hectish for personal things. 
Amru, they said, Abayseinu layekdishu elokarais. Our ancestors only, when they sanctified the trees, the hakdish only had in mind the big, strong branches of the tree. The anu natir shikmu. Therefore, the smaller branches, we can use. We can use that. Because that part of the tree was never the intent to be hectic. Now, the Chum didn't agree with this, right? So we're dealing with branches that grew after the trees were made hectic. The Sabri law, Kemanda Omar, and they held, like the Madi Omar that says, that when you sanctify a tree and make it hectic, it's only whatever is located there. Something that was in existence at the time that I sanctified the tree is not hektish. When I sanctify a tree, only what was in existence at the time of sanctification belongs to hektish. Maybe it's no me'ila, but it's still usher, and therefore they disagreed with this allowance. Okay. Now, the next case of the Brisa, we said, the, uh, that the Chom did not like the people of Yerichai doing, was Upartzim Pritzais. They would make holes in their fences of their fruit fields so poor people could go get food. On Shabbos and on Yomtev. Very nice. Very generous people, yeah? What's going on? What's the problem? Amarul Amr Shem Elakash Ulus has name Shem Elakash Bachlekas Bishel Machbedois. The Machlaikas was with the Machbidais. Machbidais, Rashi explains, um, is referring to branches of a tree that the fruit is only accessible if you climb up the tree. The Rabbanon Sabri Gazvina Shamiyalav Yitlash. Nachom said, You can't be generous and allow people to come take fruit when. It's going to cause them to be ivory sura. Because the Shabbos and if you're not let to climb up the tree, they might end up detaching attached dates. They disagreed with the prohibition of climbing up the tree, hence a, because a person may come to uh, cut off another date. But what about lower down, uh, lower down dates that have been separated? Everybody agrees that, of course, that you're allowed to take on Shabbos and Yom Tif. There's no question. It's not attached to the tree. It's lower down. You don't need to climb up the tree. But the fates, the, the days that are detached from the tree, and if you're going to say that, no, that uh, they're not mukta because you could have wild birds. Yeah, and Eirev is a raven, very similar in Hebrew and English. So, and therefore it's not muksa because it, that, you know, people ha- intend for it to have some sort of use. Okay, just because it's fit for ravens doesn't mean it's fit for people. It's a whole different category. The time we learned in the Mishnah, says, If you have an animal that was not prepared uh, prior to Shabbos, it's also to cut it up on Shabbos. It's not prepared, it's muksa. So you can't even feed it to your dog. So how is it possible to say that these dates that are fit, if 
meat of a carcass that's not cut up before Shabbos has the status of mugs, you can't even feed it to your dog. A raven that you don't even own could come get it, so now it's fit for ravens, all of a sudden a human being, it's not mukta for them, but shaykhs. He says to him, It's true. If a person does not set something aside, make it hooked, set it aside for himself for Shabbos, in his mind, it's it's mukta. Uh, okay, so for example, if a person has their favorite rock sitting on their buffet table, that rock, is it mukta on Shabbos? No. Of course you let it touch that rock. You set it aside. Now it's like a, it's a sentimental piece. It's not mukta, but if you go out into the street and pick up a rock, that's got to be mukta because you didn't set it aside for Shabbos. Something that, that is set for ravens is also, is 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 Why? You know why? Because humans also eat dates. Humans don't eat raw meat carcasses, but humans also eat dates. And therefore, since we know that if a detached lower down on a branch, a raven could come and get it, even though so our mind is before Shabbos, if I find food, it's okay. And think about it. This makes a lot of sense. If somebody comes to visit me on Shabbos and they sit down at my table and I have dates on my table, is it mukta for them because they didn't know they were going to be served dates? No. It's food. They don't know. It's food. That's what the Gemara is saying over here. If you know before Shabbos that a food comes my way, I'm going to eat food, that food is considered set aside for Shabbos. And it's not going to be muksa. He also rubbed a number of shimelagas. When Rabbi came, he said the name of shimelagas. Machlekes b'shal ben Akifin. Machlekes between the people of Yerich and the Chamim is talking about the lower branches of the tree. The Rabbanu Sarvi Muchin Larvi Leavin Muchin Adam. The Rabbanu Adam. If it's Muchin Adam, it's not if it's Muchin for ravens, it's not fit for a person, and it's muksa. On Yerich and Sarvi Sarvi Muchin Larvin Havi Muchin Adam. They held that no, it is muchin. If it's if you know a raven could take it, it is considered prepared for a a, a person as well, and therefore it's not mukz on Shabbos. Avol b'shal machbeidos, but the higher branches divrakol aser gazvinu shemiyal v'yitloish. Not only was mukza, but another issue of climbing up the tree and detaching the dates. Period. End of that discussion of the Gemara. Next piece of Gemara. What was the next thing that we said in the Brisa? They would give payah from vegetables, as Acham said, that what they're doing is a big mistake. You're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to give payah from vegetables. The Gemara is going to explain. Don't the people of Yerichai, aren't they familiar with the Mishnah that says, there's a rule by payah, kosher, hu, oichel, v'nishmar, anything that's eaten, v'nishmar, and is also behind the fence, so to speak. Rashi explains it's like private, it, it's uh, protected. And it grows from the ground. Uh, and it grows at once. It has like one set time when it grows, one set time when it's harvested. And a person stores it away. Okay, stores it away, meaning it doesn't go bad so fast. Then, then you're Chayav Bepeya. Now, what you see from this Mishnah is, when you chayav and pay, only when it's a primary growth, 
that's not going to get ruined. Vinishmar pratla hefker. Mishmar means only if something comes from hefker. There's no. There's uh, if I'm plucking uh, ownerless field, do I have to leave over pay up for the poor? No, because it's the whole thing's ownerless. Okay. Means to exclude uh, mushrooms and those types of things that grow on top of the ground, not from the ground. There's no chiyav pay on that. And things that are all grow at runs, that's that's uh, to exclude figs because figs don't all ripen at the same time. And the only chiyav in when it has a shelf life. To exclude veggies. Veggies go bad. So why in the world are people of Yerichai setting aside payah from vegetables? What are they doing? They're arguing on Afin Amishan. Here, we're dealing with Rashi Lefasais. The tops of a Lefes. A Lefes is a turnip. Okay? This is the type of vegetable that the people of Yerichai left. Tops of turnip tops. That's what, they, that's what they gave as paya to the poor. What shaykhis? And the machlaikas is something that is only stored away because of something else that's stored away. Meaning, let's keep reading. One holds that if it's stored away because something else, it is called stored away. And one holds if it's stored away because something else, that's not considered stored away. Okay, now, a turnip itself can be stored away. Apparently, the extra part of the turnips the, that grow on top of it or the extra leaves or growths are only there because of the main part. But they themselves would not be stored away by any owner. If you had this itself, without the main part of the turnip, you're not just going to store away the extra pieces. So the machlekas is on the extra parts of the turnip. They, the people of Yerichai, used this as peya. They felt it did go into peya. Nacham said it does not. Because it does not, you're leading people to do an aver. Okay? Why? Because now the poor people are not going to take my, are, are not going to take maizah from something they should be. All right, last piece for today. Let's go. Turn around, the rabbis learn, so should we. Last halacha for today. In the beginning, originally, the people would give peya from lefes, from turnips, and from kruv, and from cabbage. Rabbi Yaisi, Aymer, Afla, Kaflait. Rabbi Yaisi says they would also give uh, peya from leeks. Betani, Idach, and other rabbis said, they gave from turnips and leeks, leaves out cabbage. Rabbi Shimon says they would give cabbage. Maybe we have three different tanoyim because, right, we have the first brysa that we listed of turnips and cabbage. Then we had the turnips and leeks. And now we have turnips, cabbage, and leeks. So it seems that we have a three-way machlaik. Yes, the one says, like, tre tanoyavi is only two tanoyim over here. V'tanakama, Rav Shimon, Hainer, Rav and the Tanakama of Reb Shimon is really the same as Reb Yaisi, the Tanakama, the Rabbi Yaisi, the Reb Shimon. According to the Tanakama, instead of listing Rabbi Yaisi, it's really the opinion of Rabbi Shimon, Umay Afs, what does it mean, oh, even these things? It means, Akamaisa, it's going back on the very first halacha, referring to the, to the tops 
of the turnips and the cabbage. We're up to Tanarabonon on Nunzayin and Aleph. Just three lines from the top of the page, and we will hold it here for this evening. Bez Hashem will pick up at 9.30 tomorrow morning.